after many years of delay, infrastructure investment is finally being delivered to states to repair roads and bridges and to provide other connectivity through transportation and the internet. The money is coming through a $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill proposed by the Biden administration and passed in November by Congress. Virginia is so far set to receive approximately $7.7 billion over the next five years through what is called the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. More funding is likely over the next 10 years. States and localities will have final say over how much of the money is spent, and although much of what will be spent in southwest Virginia has yet to be determined, a little more than $1 billion is already targeted for the region. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine recently visited Southwest Virginia to tout the benefits of the legislation for the region. He praised the legislation, saying it will accelerate economic growth in the region by focusing on much-needed projects, some of which have lingered on the drawing board for many years. Well, you know, look, we're talking in in April of 2022, so it's been two very, very tough years. And I have been traveling around Southwest Virginia this week to talk about, okay, we're coming out of the pandemic. People are living a little more normally, but what are some strong economic opportunities? And this is a good moment for Southwest for for a couple of reasons, but maybe the most particular one from my standpoint is as a nation, we've decided we're really going to invest in infrastructure. We just passed an infrastructure bill that will fund dramatically higher levels of infrastructure for the next 10 years or so. What does that mean? Um, Southwest has a number of water and wastewater uh, projects that still need to be funded. There's dollars for that. Southwest has some critical transportation initiatives like the Coalfields Expressway, been on the drawing board for decades. There's finally funding for that. And Governor Northam, uh, in his last month or two as governor, put a big chunk of federal dollars into it. And then uh, Senator Warner, Congressman Griffith, and I just got a federal earmark to advance it further. Virginia would also expect to receive $1.2 billion over five years to improve public transportation options, which would include $18 million for Blacksburg and approximately $8 million for Bristol. Major airport improvement projects are also slated for Southwest Virginia over the next five years, including $1.4 million each for Virginia Highlands and New River Valley airports. $790,000 for Mountain Empire and a half million dollars each for Lee County, Tazewell County, and Lonesome Pine airports. The Tri-Cities Airport will receive more than $2 million for this year alone. In addition, Virginia is expected to receive approximately $22 million to reclaim abandoned mine lands. The money, according to Kane, will help strengthen coal communities by providing economic opportunity and by addressing dangerous hazard. This historic law will bring critical, long-overdue funding into Southwest Virginia communities and create a new generation of good-paying American jobs, according to Kane. The investments made possible by this law will bring Virginia's infrastructure into the 21st century, he said, by fixing crumbling roadways, bolstering public transit systems, bridging the broadband gap, delivering clean water to American households, and investing in communities that have for too long been left behind. As a former governor of Virginia, Senator Kane will be working with federal and state agencies to ensure the bill is implemented in a way that addresses 
critical projects quickly and efficiently. The senator also said when it comes to investing in infrastructure, lawmakers are generally in agreement of what needs to be done for Virginia. You've been working on these initiatives a long time, but I, you've been working on them a lot with a Democrat in the in Richmond yes. as governor. Does yes. that make a difference for you? Or can you proceed with this uh, agenda without having to worry too much about the relationship you might have with uh, Richmond lawmakers? Yeah, I, I, the the economic development issues are quite bipartisan. So um, it's it's true that when I've been in the Senate so far, I've had Democratic governors to work with, but. But uh, when I was the Democratic governor, I had two Republican senators. They always worked with me, and we worked hand-in-hand on economic development issues. And so, you know, the Youngkin administration is just starting out. They were very focused on the legislative session because it was the first thing that they had to deal with after the inauguration. I have no doubt that we're going to be unified around economic development. And I'll just point out one other thing about our congressional delegation. Obviously, the congressman from the 9th District, Republican Morgan Griffith, People might like to know that, as far as I know, Virginia is the only one of the state delegations in Congress where all the members meet together once a month. So the 11 House members, two senators, we sit down and we talk about primarily about economic development. Other issues we might just, you know, have partisan differences on, or sometimes the House and Senate see things differently. But on economic development, there's no difference. And wherever the project is, the, the guys in Southwest will help us when we're trying to do offshore wind you know, production down in Hampton Roads. And the Hampton Roads and Northern Virginia folks help us as we're strategizing about Southwest Virginia. So it is a very bipartisan focus when it gets to job creation and and quality life improvements. Kane said the ripple effects from jobs and opportunities from these investments will last for generations. As the economy in the region has been historically dominated by the dwindling coal industry, it is critical, he said, that communities in southwest Virginia are handed the keys to propel themselves into the 21st century economy. In addition to the quality of life and health improvements that will come from broadly enhanced infrastructure, Kane said the region will be positioned to take advantage of thousands of good-paying union jobs in the trades and manufacturing sectors that will be required to build these upgrades. What kind of industries do you think particularly will benefit from this infrastructure investment? So I think in, uh, on, for example, Coalfields Expressway, I mean, any industry in Southwest will benefit. It will enable um, the counties like to attract users in their industrial parks. They ought, Most of the counties have industrial parks and they're looking to attract users, but uh, the transportation access makes that tough, so it will help them. The other industry that's really growing in Southwest is, is outdoor tourism. Uh, Virginia wants to be one of the top 10 tourism destinations in the United States among the 50 states, and we're, we're close. Um, but tourism usually is kind of one of three things. It's either history, Virginia's got plenty, culture, Virginia's got plenty. I'm staying down in Abingdon, a great theater town, music town. But then the third pillar of tourism is the outdoors. And this is where Virginia really excels, but we probably spent less effort promoting that than the history and culture parts of our tourism. So as I'm traveling around Virginia, I've been in this you know line of work public office now for 28 years. I've watched counties like Giles County or Buchanan County or Dickinson County really that, that have always had beautiful natural assets, but I've watched them you know put more and more focus on natural tourism, outdoor tourism. I was at the breaks and I was watching the Access Fund develop routes for climbers there. Uh, we took a tour of the 
elk restoration project that is happening near the breaks, and that's attracting a lot of people in. So I think manufacturing, uh, a manufacturing economy will always have benefits here, particularly if it's in the energy space, new energy uh, related manufacturing. But the other thing we can really promote is, uh, is outdoor tourism and the transportation investments will really help bring more people to the region. You are listening to an interview with Virginia Senator Tim Kaine about the infrastructure investments targeted for Southwest Virginia. You are also listening to WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. We will return to this interview with Senator Kaine after a few announcements. Support for WEHC 90.7 Emory comes from People Incorporated. People Inc., providing opportunities for economically disadvantaged people to reach their goals in order to enhance their lives, their families, and their communities. Every person needs support from others. People Incorporated promotes the dignity of individuals and families, moves people into the economic mainstream, and works to develop existing strengths and resources within communities. All of their efforts are directed by the concerns, hopes, needs, and dreams of the people they serve. 276-623-9000 or peopleinc.net. And from the Abingdon Racquetball Associates, a privately owned club offering two courts conveniently located at 150 Deadmore Street in the heart of historic Abingdon. Off the wall fun since 1991. For more information, 276-623-4400. Support for WEHC 90.7 Emory comes from Snow's Fine Meats and Provisions, a neighborhood butcher shop in downtown Abingdon specializing in locally sourced pasture-raised proteins, handmade deli items, and specialty goods. Open Tuesday through Saturday and online at Snow's Fine Meats, 160 East Main Street, Abingdon, bringing the old-fashioned butcher shop experience to your table. And from the Lincoln Theater, presenting diverse artistic experiences, increasing awareness of local heritage and culture, and preserving the theater for future generations to enjoy. The Lincoln Theater is a home for music and culture in the heart of downtown Marion, 117 East Main Street, Marion, Virginia. Tickets and information at 276-783-6092, thelincoln.org. Among the more significant investments for Southwest Virginia is $100 million to expand broadband across the Commonwealth. The importance of this investment was recently described by Alex Murray, who is the regional economist for the Federal Reserve Bank in Richmond. He described broadband expansion as fundamental to the expansion of the economy of rural Southwest Virginia. Now, I, I think broadband is really expensive. You know, that's the first point. Um, it's a real problem in rural areas because you've got long distances to all the existing infrastructure you need to be able to 
expand broadband service, and you also have fewer people who are going to subscribe and help pay for the service. So subsidies are, are going to play a role. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but I think the big point is that you know, this has been a real problem that too many rural people and communities haven't been connected, and even if they do have an Internet connection, uh, in many cases it's too slow. And so it's just really critical, I think, for, for additional resources really critical to get those funds on the ground and working so that uh, more rural people in rural communities can get connected and, and get the types of connections that are really going to serve their needs. Well, what do you know about Southwest Virginia in terms of our struggles with that? Do we have some large deserts for broadband here that you know of? When you talk about slow speeds, what does that mean for rural regions, particularly Southwest Virginia? Yeah, so I've, there's a, I would encourage your, your listeners to check out this map that the this agency um, within the Commerce Department just just released. It's a it's a virtual map uh, across the country that gives indicators for for the need for broadband across the country. Um, if you if you search NTIA broadband availability map, um, you should get to it. And when you look, when you zoom in on Southwest Virginia on that map, you clearly see you know large red spots of of uh, very high need for broadband service. Um, and I think that's that's typical of a lot of places that um, are very uh, rural. And I think also what you have working uh, against you in Southwest Virginia is the, is the topography is challenging. We see this in uh, West Virginia as well. Um, the, the typical ways that you get broadband Internet service are, you know, the gold standard is uh, fiber either laid in the ground or draped across uh, utility pools. In mountainous areas, of course, that's very expensive to do. There are, all, there are alternatives. Uh, you can get what's called fixed wireless, but in many cases the uh, the wireless signal really dissipates if you have to go through trees or across hills, mountains. So that's not as good an option for, for Southwest Virginia, you know, given that region for, for covering large numbers of people. And then, um, you know, the third option is really satellite uh, service. And Southwest Virginia is actually on the vanguard of that. Um, in Wise, Virginia, they're part of... Uh, demonstration project uh, for a new type of satellite technology that Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX company is is piloting. And there the real difference is that the, the satellites are are orbiting the Earth at a much lower elevation than, um, um, than traditional satellites. So you get faster speeds. The technology is quite new, um, and, and there are a few households in West Virginia that are part of that pilot project to see. Um, you know how effective that service is, but but as as I look at Southwest Virginia, it's a it's a classic case of um, you know this perfect storm of poor conditions that really make expanding broadband service difficult. Senator Kane said the investment in broadband in Southwest Virginia will dramatically improve the region's ability to attract new business and jobs. In addition, he said, for too long, young people in Southwest Virginia have been left out of modern-day educational opportunities afforded by broadband connectivity. 
The bipartisan infrastructure bill will provide historic funding to close that digital homework gap, as the senator described it. You know, this is a region of the state where a lower percentage of people have high-quality, high-speed internet and broadband to their homes, and that creates challenges for them in accessing healthcare and education, and it also creates a barrier to attracting employers. With the infrastructure investment, we can solve some of that problem. And um, we're already seeing, I was talking to the mayor of Bristol the other day, he, he's already seeing people moving to Bristol who work elsewhere, uh, but now in an age of telecommuting, they're, they're companies will let them live wherever they want. And they're saying, rather than live in a huge metropolitan area and fight traffic jams, why don't I move back home or move to a community with a better quality of life, maybe more affordable housing? And so in Bristol, they're seeing an influx of people who in kind of a newer economy can uh, can telework. So if we can provide broadband opportunities in Southwest through the infrastructure bill, it'll give people more ability to live in a place they really want to live and they can have their job anywhere. Kane added that Virginia is home to an outstanding trades and manufacturing labor force that can capitalize on the opportunities for jobs that will be afforded by these investments. He said Southwest Virginia will benefit from a partnership with the Appalachian Regional Commission, which is a federal agency that directs grant support for economic development in the region. The senator said that historic investments in mobility, connectivity, and quality of life will spur economic development in a region that already benefits from growing urban communities and from quality institutions of higher education. Well, finally, will all of this work that you are so optimistic about give you reason to come back to this area soon and uh, talk about it and champion it? I I hope to. I I love coming to Southwest. I live in Richmond, but as many folks know, my wife's family is from Roanoke and Big Stone Gap. So we've been coming here long before I was in politics. So I come here for family reasons first, and then it's part of my job second. And uh, I know I'll be back soon. You have been listening to an interview with Virginia Senator Tim Kaine about infrastructure investment in Southwest Virginia. You are also listening to Together to Get There, the show dedicated to economic and community development in Southwest Virginia. I'm your host, Dirk Moore, and you are listening to WHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you for listening.